Welcome back to the Quip Pit Podcast. It's your co-host, Connor. And today, we're going to be reviewing the past two Dover races that happened this weekend. And uh, Ethan is here. He's going to be doing the uh, Daytona preview. And we'll be both doing the third segment, which is going to be... I'm going to not tell you guys that yet. You're going to have to wait and see. So stick around. So we'll start with the first Dover race that happened on Saturday at 4 p.m. at Daytona on NBC. We'll run through 10 through 1 real quick. Coming in 10th is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. What a drive for him. Coming in the top 10 at a, at a short track. He's m- mostly known for his super speedway top 10s, but good run for him. Brad Keselowski coming in 9th in the Penske number 2 car. Um, if he gets a top 10, top 10, he's it's a good run for him. Joey Logano, his teammate in the Penske number 22 car, coming in 8th. Uh, decent run for him. I thought it would be more in the top 5 top three, but a top ten isn't bad. Then coming in seventh, a seven-time champ, Jimmy Johnson in the 48 car uh, for Hendrick Motorsports. He had a good run for the season, but not a good run for the uh, Tis Dover skills, but yeah, top ten for him this season is really good, especially closing in on this playoffs. Coming in six is the Sword House car, number 14, Clint Boyer. Solid run for him, top ten. Good run. Then coming in, I'll start the top five. Top Coming in fifth is the Hendrick Motorsports from nine car of Chase Elliott. Uh, good run for him. I thought I'd be more competing for the win than riding around in fifth, but overall, good run for him. Coming in, in fourth is the Kevin Harvick, the uh, Stuart Haas car number four, Kevin Harvick. Uh, bad run for him. <laughs> Just kidding. A good run for him. It's I think he would classify as a bad win if he doesn't come come in first, but yeah. Good run for him. Coming in third, we have the one. We'll go through one through three. Just saying, Joe Gibbs swept these positions. Coming in third is the Joe Gibbs car number eighteen, Kyle Busch. Good run for him, even even though he's now locked into the playoffs, which I was hoping he was going to miss it, but there's no way with all the points he has. Then coming in second is teammate number nineteen in the nineteen car, Martin Truex Jr. Uh, good run for him. It's been seven straight races that he's finished third or better, but hasn't won. That's got to be so annoying for him. Then your winner, uh, who do you think it is? I'll wait. If you guessed Denny Hamlin, you were correct. Yep, Denny Hamlin in the Joe Gibbs 11 car wins again for like the 17,000th time. It's kind of getting old now, but as long as um, Kyle Busch doesn't win, I think I'll be fine. But that is your 1 through 10 um, for the Saturday race at Dover on NBC. Now we will go over to Sunday's race, which is... Uh, still a three three hundred eleven miles. Forgot to tell you that, but that's the mileage for both races this week. This one was held Sunday, August twenty third at four p.m. on NBC. We will run ten through one. Coming in at tenth is a Ford Ford Haas car number forty one. Cole Custer, good run for him. Solid. He's a win this year. He's locked in the playoffs, which was an amazing run in Kentucky. But he gets a solid top ten here at Dover. Then coming in at Number nine, another one-time winner this year who won at Texas, Austin Dillon in the three-car. Solid run for him. If he's top 12, top 10, it's a good run for him. Brad Kozlowski again in the Ford Penske number two car coming in eighth. All right run for him. I thought he would be more of a little bit more of a threat, but really not this weekend. And then coming in seventh, Swordhaus number 10 car, Eric Galmarola. Solid run for him. He's just 
proving that he wants to stay in the 10 car, proving them to give him the, that contract. But, yeah, solid run for him. Then Joey Logano in the Penske number 22 car coming in sixth. I thought he'd be competing for the win this weekend, but really wasn't a threat all weekend. So, he will round up uh, six through ten. Then we'll start with the top five. Coming in fifth, we have Alex Bowman the eight, in the 88 Hendrick Motorsports car, my favorite driver. Had a really solid run. He kind of got screwed up on the last restart. He was gonna. He had a really good long run speed, but not really good short run speed, but still got that top five. He was running in fourth before the caution, uh, hunting down the leaders. Then coming in four, his teammate in the 24 car, William Byron. Uh, really good run for him, trying to get into the playoffs. Um, he's just above the cut line, but I mean barely above the cut line. Then his, then his teammate, the 48 car, but right now they could classify as rivals because Jimmy Johnson and him are fighting for one, fighting for that playoff spot. They are neck and neck, but someone who had a really bad weekend, Matt Benedetto, was like 54 points above the cut line is now all the way down to nine points. So it's com- it's been coming into a three driver battle only two spots available then coming in uh coming in second again martin trucks jr that's gotta be so aggravating coming in second both times but he has a solid run and then uh does anybody else want to guess who came in first and i'll give you a hint it's not uh it's not a hamlin i'm still waiting if you guessed kevin harvick you are correct kevin harvick uh, dominated uh, this last race uh, on the Dover doubleheader. Nothing really to say. I guess you could classify it as a bad finish if, if he finishes second or worse, but, you know, good one, good run for him. I just realized I didn't see Hamlin in the top 10. I'm going to look for him real quick. Oh, he's 19th. I wonder if he got involved in that wreck earlier, had damage or something, but, yep, yeah, uh, bad run for him. So, we will now... Um, uh, well, I want to look at one more thing here. Yeah, Matt Benedetto finished 17th on Sunday, and I'll go back over to see where he finished on Saturday. Uh, where is this guy? Oh, he finished in 20th. Yeah, that's that will drop you about 50 stage points if you don't even have any stage points. So, yeah, Matt Benedetto, a bad weekend. William Byron, decent weekend. And Jimmy Johnson, a really good weekend. So, that will do it for the Dover recap. We will now head over to Ethan for the Daytona, the last race of the regular season preview that's coming up this weekend. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, and um, it's weird. I am not recording the whole podcast again this week. In fact, I'm not recording what I usually do even when I don't record the whole podcast as um, Connor is doing the first segment, the Double Dover Recap. So, um, that'll be interesting. I mean, you've already heard it at this point, so uh, you obviously know that. I don't know why I said that, but um, anyway, so feels kind of weird. I feel like I should start talking about the dominance of Hamlin and Harvick yet again in a double header, but... Got to stay away from that. Connor already touched on that, and I have the privilege of uh, previewing race number 26 of the season, the last race before the playoffs. And boy, it's gonna be wild. I mean, I know that uh, the 
schedule makers of NASCAR saw this coming that it was going to be a complete wild card. There will be, mm -hmm. there are right now in terms of points for the playoffs, there are two drivers, three drivers rather, vying for two spots. As Connor said last time, I'll just reiterate that. So not only are is there a driver or two trying to point their way in or stay in the playoff bubble, but there's also a lot of drivers who can win who are out of the bubble and who can't really point their way in. So we'll get into that a little bit. So Daytona, it's really any super speedway race. It's kind of a crapshoot. I mean, it's it's really hard to predict what's going to happen there because one one small error on the track by one driver can take out half the field and by the end of the race he could only have 10 cars who are in it and half of them were riding around in the back half of them could be Rick Ware cars or <laughs> Spire cars or front row motorsports or someone like that up front and you just don't know what's going to happen but I'm going to do my best to try and predict. I have my fantasy lineup. Um, just started doing fantasy last week. Um, but uh, anyway, so I have my lineup here. and I mean, I just picked guys who, first of all, I'm trying to save drivers for the playoffs, so I tried to pick some non-playoff drivers, and so this is my starters, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I mean, he finished second uh, at second at Talladega back in uh, June. He almost won that. He lost it by a couple of feet. Uh, so he's always a good, good shot. All of his career wins have been at the Super Speedways. I've got Eric Jones, who won this race a couple of years ago, the Daytona night race, Eric Almirola, who's won a couple of super speedway races, Kevin Harvick, because he's Kevin Harvick, and Ryan Blaney, um, with two, uh, races, uh, two races won in his career at a super speedway as well. So, including the most recent one at Talladega. And, of course, Denny Hamlin is my garage driver. He's won lots of super speedway races. Actually, I might switch him out for Harvick here. Um, but then I have Eric Jones winning stage one, Eric Almirola winning stage two, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. winning the race. So, but, I mean, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is such a polarizing uh, figure because he, either he's like right up there contending for the win or he wrecks half the field trying to win and wrecks himself in the process. So, I mean, this is obviously Stenhouse's best chance of making the playoffs. He's going to be desperate. He's going to be trying very hard to win this race, and I just think, I don't know, I just have a feeling that Stenhouse is going to somehow pull it out. I, I really think Stenhouse is going to win this race. Uh, we'll see what Connor predicts. Um, I might have him sneak his prediction into uh, our next segment, which we are both doing. We're actually going to have four segments this time, but two of them are just the same segment, just me and Connor differently. Uh, I'll pr promo that in a few minutes, so keep you hanging. Um, but anyway, I think Ricky Stenhouse Jr. would be a good bet. I I really feel like that's the 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 winner here. Um, but I mean, it's so hard to pick this, and I'm scrambling to. 
I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like whatever I say is going to be wrong. Like, if I pick some underdog to win, then it's going to be someone like Hamlin or Logano or Kislowski who pulls it off. But then if I pick one of those guys, it's going to be someone like Michael McDowell winning the race or John Hunter Nemechek, someone like that. So, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is I pick. I'd also go with Eric Almarola, Ryan Blaney, Eric Jones, someone like that. Uh, but um, otherwise, just hope that Jimmy and Byron can both run really well, not get wrecked. And I hate to say this, but I hope De Benedetto falls out. I, I, it's just, I really want him to do well, but it can't come at the expense of Jimmy and Byron. So, although I Byron and De Benedetto, it's kind of tied. I I don't as long as Jimmy makes it. I think I'd have a slight leaning to Byron over DiBenedetto, but I hope Jimmy can get into 15th because I feel like there's a good chance someone outside of the bubble will make will win this race, jump a bunch of guys. Like, what if Bubble Wallace wins? That would be amazing. Bubble Wallace wins, except if it were at the expense of Jimmy Johnson. So, those are my predictions. Coming up next, Connor previews. It gives his silly season predictions. Who is going to fill all the open rides this offseason? And then after that, I will also have a segment in which I give my predictions. You are listening to the Quick Pit Podcast. Stay tuned for more. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. It's your co-host, Connor. And this will be the third segment of the show this week. We're going to be doing silly season, which is where we... What are, we, where the cars that people aren't going to be back at, we tell them who's going to be the next in 2021 who's going to be driving those cars. Me and Ethan will both be doing it. I will be going first. Ethan will be going second. And I have no idea what he picked. He has no idea what I will pick. So let's get right into it. The cars that we are going to do for silly season today are the 10 car, 14 car, 48 car, 43 car, 42 car, and a 32 car. The 10 car was driven by Eric Almirola this year. The 14 car was driven by Clint Boyer. The 48 was, of course, Jimmy Johnson, who's going to retire. The 43 car is Bubba Wallace. 42 car was Kyle Larson, and now it's Matt Kenseth. And the 32 car is Corey LaJoy, who's not going to be back this next year. So let's start with the 10 car, which is the Stuart Haas number 10 car for Eric Almirola, who's driving it this year, who's having a lot of top fives, top 10 finishes this year. Hasn't had a win yet, but has locked himself into the playoff race with in points, not doesn't have a win yet, but he locks himself in on points. With that, in the top fives and top tens, he's been getting the last couple months consistently. He's not been fluky or anything. I think he's going to get another another couple years or another year in the 10 car. He's going to go back to the 10 car next year. Now to the 14 car, which is driven by Clint Boyer and the Stuart Haas. Clint Boyer will not be back in the 14 car this next year. I feel like he, they're going to move on from him. He just is going to kind of slow down and kind of move out. So who, who's going to fill in the 14 car? I think it's going to be Eric Jones, who lost his shot for the 20 car, which is going to be filled by uh, Christopher Bell. I think they're going to steal him from Hendrick Motorsports. Um, he's going to go to the 14 car and drive for Stuart Haas Racing. Now to the 48 car, which is driven by seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson. There's been rumors out there that Hendrick might go to a three-car team and park the 88 car and have Alex Bowman go to the 48, or they're going to have another veteran go into that car. 
but I think they are going to park the 88 and go to a 48 car and just focus on three main cars and try to get those cars better. And, like, Penske has three cars, and they've all been in victory lane. Try to do what Penske's been doing. Now let's go to the 43 car, which is driven by Bubba Wallace, who has an offer from, for the 42 car. But I think this is going to happen. They are going to... They're going to let Bubba go, um, even though they've offered him a contract, and he's going to go to the 42 car. So the 42 is going to be driven by Bubba Wallace next year because it's just that contract he's gotten, and it's going to be that's where he's going to go. And I feel like that's just going to be the right move for him to go to a better team and for Chip Ganassi to get uh, a driver like him in the 42 car, which the 42 car has been very interesting the last couple months with uh, – you know, Mac, uh, what's his name? Kyle Larson blanking on his name, losing his job, and Matt Kenseth heading to go back. Matt Kenseth is going to retire off this year. There's no way they're resigning him. So Bubba's going to 42. Then the 43 cars left open in a 32. So for the 43 car, I think it's going to be an, an Xfinity driver. There's two Xfinity drivers right now that I feel like are dominating, but those three that could be in the thing could be in the uh, NASCAR Cup Series next year, which is Ross Chastain, Chase Briscoe, and Austin Cedric. I don't think Ross Chastain's going to go up this year. I think he's more of a Ryan Newman replacement in the next couple of years. So I think Austin Cedric or Chase Briscoe is going to go the 43 car. I would lean towards Chase Briscoe going the 43 car, and and uh, you know. Bubba going to the 42 car. I feel like Austin Cedric is not going to get a ride next year. I feel like it's going to be Chase Briscoe after he's just been dominating. And then we have the 32 car that's left. The 32 car is one of those not as good cars. I that it could be like thrown up in the air. Who wants a car? Who wants to drive that? I've really no idea who would want to drive that. But I could see like a uh, I could see like a lower like not a top tier Xfinity driver going in there or like a lower lower uh, NASCAR driver going in there. Clint Boyer I feel like is going to retire after this year and work as like NBC. I think he got an offer from there or something. I don't think he's going to go back and drive this year. But I do think for the 32 car it's going to be uh, let's say I think it's going to be an Xfinity driver lower end. Not the best but I feel like it's going to be like when those guys are going to give a chance to go drive um, I could see, like, maybe Justin Haley running that car full-time or someone like that. Well, that will do it for this segment of Silly Season on the Quit Pit Podcast. Let's head over to Ethan for his Silly Season thoughts. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan. Uh, great job by Connor last segment uh, with his predictions for the silly season um so i'll give you mine i'm pretty sure i was varied um although apologies if we have the same predictions i promise i did not listen to it that's why i don't really know because i didn't want to steal his or be influenced by his uh predictions so we have um Seven different rides that we're going to predict uh, here. So the 10 car that's currently driven by Eric Almirola. The 14 car that's driven by Clint Boyer. The 43, Bob Wallace, obviously. 48, Jimmy Johnson. 42, Matt Kenseth. 
the 32 Corey LaJoy, and the 21 of Matt DiBenedetto. Plus, I mean, Connor, I didn't tell Connor to do this, but I am going to speculate a little bit on what Spire Motorsports will do next year. But we'll start it off with the 10 car. I think Eric Almirola is going to stay. He's going to stay. He's had a, such a strong streak this year. I believe he's the highest ranking driver. The playoffs started today. He's the highest driver in points who doesn't have a win. So he's doing really well. He's had a very consistent year. He's had a lot of good runs and a lot better than last year. And so he's looking pretty good. 14 car, though, that's a different story. The 14 car is going to Kyle Larson. Tony Stewart has spoken a lot recently about how... Um, about how... Uh, Larson should be reinstated, which leaves me to think that he... Leaves me to think that... Um, He's thinking of signing him, and uh, he obviously had a lot of interest a couple years ago when the 14 seat was initially empty when he retired. Um, so, my bad. Um, apologies. Just got a text that I really needed to respond to. Okay, I'm back. Um, so... Stewart really wanted Larson when he retired and when he needed to fill the 14 car. Unfortunately for Stewart, Larson was under contract at Chip Ganassi Racing at that time, so he couldn't sign him. But now I think he has a chance, if Larson gets reinstated, which I think he will, he's expressed a lot of regret for what he said. Um, although I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he shouldn't be reinstated any so quickly. Anyway, it's not... It's not my opinion of what I want to happen. It's more of what I think I'm going to happen here. So, um, we'll move on to the 43. So, Larson in the 14. The 43 car is going to be, this is the big one, 43 and 42. Bubba Wallace is going to stay at Richard Petty. He's going to sign that new deal with even more ownership stake. They've got a ton of new sponsors this year. I think Bubba Wallace is going to stay. I think uh, Chip Ganassi Racing would give him more success in the short term, but in the long term, he can turn he can help turn Richard Petty Motorsports into a proven winner. So Richard Petty Motorsports keeps Bubba Wallace in the 43 car. Now, the other big polarizing ride is the 48 car. There have been so many people speculated as to who's going to go into the 48 car. And therefore, I believe that, well, this is hard. So I, I'm kind of conflicted on this because you have Eric Jones, and then according to my previous predictions, you have Clint Boyer. You also have Noah Gragson in Xfinity, Justin Allgaier in Xfinity, you also have Matt Kenseth, possibly, although I doubt that he's going to, um, I think he's going to re-retire after this year, unless he goes on a hot streak that 
really builds his confidence, both the team's confidence in him and his confidence in himself. Although I think that he could do a lot better if he would do a lot better if he had some practice. Anyway, um, the 48 car, actually I'm going to wait on that. We'll move to the 42 next. I think the 42 car driver of the 42 is going to be... Long pause. I lost my train of thought. It's going to be... I'm doing really well this segment. I'm really sorry. If you're a first time listening and you're hearing me, you must think I'm, I'm a bumbling idiot. So uh, go listen to some of the other podcasts. Uh, I did a lot better on those. I don't know what's up today. Um, 42 car will be driven by Eric Jones. I think Eric Jones, even though he expressed just after he's let go by uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, he's like, look at this new Toyota car I bought. But where is he going to go? If, you really, if you're really, going to stay Toyota, then you're probably driving for MBM with Timmy Hill. Does he really want to do that? No. He's not going to do that. So I feel like he will take the 42 ride. He's talented. He's young. Maybe Ganassi can uh, restart his career. So that is that. Now, the 21 car of Matt Benedetto. This is where it gets interesting. So Austin Cindric has been really, really good in Xfinity. And so I think as good as Benedetto has been, also, I, I think he's going to lose his playoff spot. I really do. I think there's a, at least a 50-50 chance he loses his playoff spot. Because all he needs to have happen is to, to lose to one of the Hendrick cars by a couple of spots. And then have like someone like Ricky Stenhouse win the race. Boom. He's out of the playoffs. 17th. So I really think DiBenedetto is not going to make the playoffs. If he does make the playoffs, especially if he were to win it, they don't about solve all his problems. But if he does make the playoffs, I think, or doesn't make the playoffs, I think he's going. I think that ride is going to Cindric, kind of like what they did with Ryan Blaney. Um, so, 21 car, Cindric. That leaves two cars left now, plus uh, my Spire discussion. First off, the 32 of Go Fast Racing, Corey LaJoy. <coughs> Dang it, this is already a bad segment. <sighs> um, uh, so the 32 car. Um, I'm losing my... Keep losing my train of thought. I gotta get Connor to stop texting me. I told him I'm recording and he keeps texting me. So, uh, good co host right there. 32 car, Corey LaJoy announces that he will not be returning to Go Fast Racing next year. And he has really done well in that equipment. He's run well, given what he's got, the equipment he has. He's done, he's honestly done pretty good. He's got some top 20s in there, top 10 at Daytona. He almost killed Ryan Newman, but that was not his fault in any way. Anyway, um, I think that car will be taken up by Chase Briscoe. The 32 team has an affiliation with Stuart Haas Racing, and this is what I can see happening. They give Cole Custer another year. Cole Custer, aside from that win 
at Kentucky has not looked very good. And so that win is going to get him another year. I'm almost certain. I, that's why I didn't put it on here because I'm almost certain Cole Custer is returning to that car. But if he doesn't look good next year, I think he's out of the ride. And so then you have something where you can slot Briscoe into the 41 and hope that he does well. Briscoe, at least, even though he probably will not be super competitive in the 32, he's a very good driver. And uh, because of their technical alliance, they can boost that program up a little bit. It was a pretty good driver. And uh, see, just get his feet wet. Give him, Even though he won't be su super competitive, let him at least get his feet wet. So Briscoe in the 32, and that leaves the 48 car. You have Matt Kenseth, available. Matt DiBenedetto, available. Corey LaJoy, available. And this is going to be crazy, but... Well... Corey LaJoy is, I'm going to predict, to the 48 car. That letter he wrote to Rick Hendrick, the success he's had in such bad equipment, because that is really bad equipment there... It, he's done well. Um, running top 30 in probably top 35, 35 to 40 equipment is pretty good for that team. Nothing against Go Fast Racing, but really they are a better backmarker, and LaJoy has elevated them some. So, LaJoy to the 48, something kind of like an Alex Bowman situation. And that leaves couple of big names without rides next year. Clint Boyer, Matt DiBenedetto. Is this where DiBenedetto's career ends? I don't really think so. Maybe Penske makes a fourth team. So you have, maybe they put Cindric in that car. Although I don't think that's happening. Maybe they keep give DiBenedetto a ride at, at, at their team. Maybe... Roush Fenway Racing, like, Newman retires, and a ride opens up, and DiBenedetto can go there. But one thing's for certain, Clint Boyer will not be riding full-time next year. He says he wants to. I just don't think he'll get a ride. I think something I could see happening, and this ties into Spire, is Spire being a two-car team with two charters. They could have a full-time ride with Clint Boyer, and then a part-time ride in which Ross Chastain goes, Justin Haley goes, Maybe someone else, like, I don't know, maybe Matt Kenseth takes a couple of rides. It, you can see it kind of like a JTG Doherty got going, you know? They ran part-time for a year or two with Bobby Labonte in that car, and then they got some full-time rides. Now they're up to two full-time rides. I can see that happening. Or maybe Chastain goes to the six, and maybe they decide to go full-time with, the, like, someone like DiBenedetto and... Or something and and Boyer something like that, but Boyer will almost certainly. I don't think he'll have a full time top tier ride. He might get he might be able to get a full time ride at a lower tier like a backmarker team, but I don't think he will be competitive next year. I'll put it that way. This is probably Boyer's last chance at a championship this year, if he has any anyway. But you you see what I mean in that regard. And then, I don't know what's going to happen with the Benedetto. He just keeps getting screwed by young talent. So, um, 
I don't know what's going to happen there. So we'll go over what I did here, or all my predictions. So Almirola to the 10, Larson to the 14, Bubba stays at the 43, Corey LaJoy in the 48, Eric Jones in the 42, Chase Briscoe in the 32, and Austin Cedric in the 21. And then the two Spire cars, one full-time ride, maybe with Clint Boyer, maybe with Ross Chastain, and then a part-time ride with maybe Clint Boyer, maybe Matt Kenseth, maybe who knows. If they can get a technical alliance with Hendrick, maybe Gregson runs some races to get his feet wet. We'll see. I don't know. I think next year it will be Byron's last year, or maybe this isn't Byron's last year. We'll see. Um, Byron has to pick it up. He ran well at Dover this weekend, though, as Connor probably already went over. Anyway, I'm rambling. Uh, this is already a, almost a 14-minute segment, which is lovely. I guess it makes up for my short Daytona preview. Thanks for listening to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan. You also heard our co-host, Connor. Make sure to subscribe. We had nine views on Sunday. That was great across all our uh, episodes, including, and now uh, the app says we have seven as our audience. Seven. That's... That's a lot more than four, so... No, really? Um, Captain Obvious here. Um, <laughs> I'm doing so bad today. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. I'm rambling. I'll see you next time on the Quick Pit Podcast. Like and subscribe.